0: I got to go back up here. Hey, what was our memory verse last week? Acts 2 4. Acts two four. All right, Susan. <laughs> Elena, let's see. Now, who knows Acts 2 4? Go ahead, Susan, shout it out for us. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, that was last week. This week was the one that was supposed to be last week, but this week it's Acts chapter two, verse one. You ready? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Let's say it together. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. How many of you are in agreement that God wants to do something here in this house? Can I see it? We're in agreement, amen. There's power in agreement. And so when we agree, I believe God will do. I was in Peru one day and I'm doing a service and there, every person came forward to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, every person. And, and the, they were out into the street. And so I asked them, I said, I said, I'm gonna have you repeat a prayer after me, and then I'm gonna pray over you, and then when I'm done, we're all gonna pray in tongues. And I said, are we in agreement? And everybody's going, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for agreement, you know? Everybody's shaking their head, yes, there's one lady right in the middle that's going. I said, you, ma'am, sit down, and she went, Oh, Holy Spirit hit her so hard. She fell out. I didn't even touch her. She fell out under the power of God, was screaming in tongues, laying on the ground back there. It was so funny. <laughs> I had one brother that came when I did a Sunday night meeting for young adults. And, and I said uh, I said the same thing. And he thought I was crazy. He thought, that's too easy. He says, I've been seeking this for 20 years. That man is and he, he, he called me arrogant. He said, he's arrogant to think that we're all just gonna get filled like that. But he stood up and he was in the back and he said, I'm gonna do it anyways. So he repeated the prayer after me. He received the prayer that I said. And when I said, everybody speak in tongues, he just started screaming in tongues. I finally called an usher over. I said, could you go find out what's going on in the back there? You know, I mean, cause this guy went nuts. And, uh, but the Holy Spirit hit him and he, he got filled. And he was just screaming in tongues, you know. And he, he, and he came forward and he said, I, I just thought you were so arrogant to believe that the Holy Spirit could fill us so easily. But God didn't mean to make it hard. Amen. He just said, believe. All we've got to do is believe. And he, he will fill us. Amen. So unity, that's what it's all about. So stay in unity with the body. Like I said last week, you know it says, it says in the word, I can't remember where I read it last week, but that if you have a ought with somebody, if you have a grievance with somebody, don't even give your offering. Hold on to it. Go and fix the, the, the relationship and come back and then give. It's like when you have a, a disagreement when you know you have odd against somebody, and you give, it's like it cancels out the blessing. So that's it's so important that we, we forgive people, and we take care of those issues as much as far as we can, you know, that you you deal with it and, and then give. And then I believe that blessing's right there for you. It's gonna come upon you like never before. Amen. All right, so when the day of Pentecost fully come, one accord, one place, hallelujah. And we are one accord, one place right here, right now. And we can believe for the Holy Spirit to do a supernatural work right here, right now in front of us, amen? Amen, you can, you can just tell the Lord, I receive my healing, I receive my victory, I receive that blessing, amen? You can tell him, you can tug on it because it's scriptural. So you can receive it. So here we are today, the books of Acts. I like the way it says, to the ends of the earth. You know, that's our mission statement. Hope for this city, hope for the world. We want from Corona to the ends of the earth. Last week I showed you what we've been doing in Africa. It's just a uh, wonderful what's going on. You can follow them. It's new Hope Family Worship Center, Uganda. So they're on Facebook. You can follow them and see their service pictures and stuff today. he. Um, put up, it just looks great in there, and but there's a lot of people coming, you know it's since they've opened back up, <clears throat> more people are coming and it's a real blessing there, so a lot of people getting saved. I even put up pictures of Crusades that I did two years ago there when we opened the church. It was two years ago, yeah, and blonde and I we didn't get our luggage, so I wore the same thing every day for like five days. I went home, I went back to my hotel room, rinsed it out in the sink, hung it up, and got up the next morning and put it on. But I had to go to service every day, just in the same shirt, and you know, that's nothing in some countries, you know, everybody just wears the same thing. But, uh, you know, we don't do that here, so. But at a great time. You can check on my Facebook page, Those Pictures. Why don't you stand with me? We're gonna read Acts chapter one, verse 15 to 26. <coughs> On one of those days, Peter got up in front of the followers. There were about 120 people there. He said, men and brothers, it happened as the holy writings said it would happen, which the Holy Spirit spoke through David. They told about Judas who would hand Jesus over to those who wanted to take him. Judas was one of our group and had a part in our work. This man bought a field with the money he received for his sin. And falling down head first, his body broke open and his insides ran out. All the people of Jerusalem knew about this. They called the place field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his place of living be empty and let no one live there. And let another person take over his work. Then, I mean, the man took to take the place of Judas, should be one of these men who walked along with us when the Lord Jesus was with us. He must have been with Jesus from the day he was baptized by John to the day he was taken up from us. So one of these should be added to our group who will tell others that he saw Jesus raised from the dead. They brought two men in front of them. They were Joseph, also called Barsabbas, Justice and Matthias. Then the followers prayed, saying, Lord, you know the hearts of all men. Show us which of these two men you have chosen. He is to take the place of Judas in this work and be a missionary. Judas lost his place and went where he belonged because of sin. Then they drew names, and the name of Matthias was chosen. He became one with the 11 missionaries. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that as we go through your word, that we become one with you. That Lord, our hearts would be open wide to, ha- to hear what you have for us today. And Father, that you would stir our hearts to be named with them as missionaries, Father God, in the body of Christ. And Lord, that you'd stir our hearts with a boldness like never before to go out to tell people that Jesus is coming and who he is. So Father, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen, you may be seated. I know that was quite a a lot of passage there, but man, it's a powerful passage. There's a lot going on there. Um, There's a lot that happened at the start of the church. The new church was just beginning. Here they are in the upper room. And what are they doing? They're remembering scriptures that had been prophesied and they were getting understanding of what was happening at that time. They, they, they begin to look back to the book of Psalms and say, hey, this was already told to us by David, this, this stuff that's gonna happen. So we know now what we're supposed to do. It, it's like everything came alive to them at this moment. It wasn't hidden from them. And I love when I look, can look back at scripture and get an understanding of what's going on, amen? That when, you, when stuff is happening in our world, and instead of going to the news to find out what's going on, that we go to the word of God and we find out what's going on. Because man, God will show you, he will tell you. You know, there's a prophetic minister back east, his name is Perry Stone, maybe some of you follow him. Perry's a wonderful man of God, and he's a prophetic minister with end times kind of stuff. So, and he's in touch with a lot of people uh, government-wise as a minister of what's going on and stuff in America. But he sent out an email this week and I wanna wanna read it to you. It wasn't email, it was was a Facebook post. And it said, serious, very serious request. He put it open on Facebook so I'm sure I can read it. You know, it's nothing hidden here. So (laughs) he says, we receive an urgent prayer request from a mom whose son is in the military that he's being told to be prepared anytime to deploy. This is due to the possible threats and troop movements of Russia involving the Ukraine. Remember, our president is very close with Ukraine, so there's a bond there. And um, our television program, Manifest, has literally seen thousands come to Christ in the Ukraine. These are precious and humble people. There's also a stirring related to China and Taiwan and rumors of conflicts building in other parts of the world. Iran is set on nuclear ambitions in Israel and many Gulf nations say they cannot allow this. These international issues are very serious but were predicted as birth pangs in Matthew 24. If you don't know what to pray for then Pray in the spirit as he knows the mind of God, Romans 8, 26 and 28. So I wanna read you Matthew 24, six and eight. It says, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So you're gonna hear it, but don't be worried, amen? For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. It's just the beginning, okay? So, I, you know, we can go back. You know, I was praying on this. I said, Lord, I'm sure they thought this at World War I. I'm sure they thought this at World War II. I'm sure they, they've been thinking this in through a lot of things that happened. But you know, I really believe it's key to when Israel became a nation in 1948 after World War II. So that, that's why I believe it's prevalent now more than ever, okay? Even though we've had those things, Israel was not a nation and Israel has to be established as a nation. So that's one thing I believe as I was praying this week, that's key to why it's really prevalent for today. And then in Romans 8, he said, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. How many of you got weaknesses? Oh, wow. All right. We all, we're on it today. We all, we all admit (laughs) right where we're at. We all got weaknesses for, you know, and then he, he goes on, he says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So, praying in spirit, in the spirit, when we don't know how to pray for such things, is a key to what God would have for us. Because when we pray in the spirit with groanings, God knows what you're saying. The devil doesn't know what you're saying. It's only God, God gets it. So when you're praying in tongues, God understands what you're saying. And so when you don't know what to pray and you don't know how to pray about a situation, it doesn't mean you don't pray. It means that you begin to pray in the spirit. Amen, that's what we're to do. So we're, we're wait a minute, let me back up a minute. Peter went to the word of God. He went to the word of God to see what they should be doing and we're doing what peter did to understand what's going on right now i mean it said what did it say it said there'd be famines pestilences earthquakes you know kingdom against kingdom." i mean this is what's happening right now i mean we just had the big volcano go off down um pungan yeah right there in the south so you know that's going on that's a big effect to the to the air in the world when a when a um, volcano goes off, you know, I, I was like, I was going to go to the, the beach last Saturday a week ago. And it's like, well, there's a tsunami warning. I'm like, what? <laughs> and there was, and there was some, um, I mean, not huge waves that waves that came in that went in really far into the shore and flooded parking lots Along the coast, the west coast here, where cars were actually floating in the parking lot. So, you know, there's things that are happening in our world today. But remember that Peter went to the word of God to see what they should be doing. You know, and the word of God tells us what we should be doing right now, amen? Well, we're doing what Peter did to understand how to do it. We're taking a, um, a play from his playbook, Seek the Word so that we know what to do, what we're supposed to do. And Matthew, he tells us, don't be troubled. Don't worry, don't be focused on all that junk. You know, it's good to know what's going on, but don't let that control your mind. Oh my gosh, you know, don't let that control you. Listen, I've said it before, you've heard it all again. If you can go to Walmart, whatever camera's on right now, you can go to church. I bet half the people in here have had COVID already. (laughs) Who cares? Come on. If you can go to Walmart, go to the bank, come to church. You can social distance in here. You can sit in the balcony. You can sit up front where nobody likes to sit, you know. Seats over there. There's some over there. There's a little bit right here, you know. You can social distance. You don't have to touch anybody. You can just say hi and bye, Bye -bye. (laughs) bye-bye. But but Matthew tells us, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled about wars. Don't be troubled about pestilence. Don't be troubled about famines. Don't be troubled about not enough food on the shelf. Don't be troubled. If there's not enough food on the shelf, just go fishing. (laughs) I went the other day and I caught a starfish. I threw it back. <laughs> Man, that thing has some prickles on it. Ooh, but don't be worried. These things are gonna come. It's gonna happen. And, and in Romans, he tells you, pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit, because the Holy Spirit will pray through us when we don't know what to pray. You know, Philippians tells us, he says, in verse four, chapter four, verse six, says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, say everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, amen? Then pray intensely, really get down and pray. It's okay to get loud, amen? It's okay to pray out loud. I know some of you get a little nervous about praying out loud, but hey, do it at home when nobody's listening. Do it in your car when you're by yourself. Well, Yeah, God's listening, amen. is going, he's listening. You know, and then be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, give thanks. I said that on Friday night. Did you hear that Scott? I talked about you. (laughs) But Scott had a car accident one day on the 91 freeway. Now we're not thankful that Scott had a car accident, but we're thankful that he walked away from that accident. Amen. You know, we're thankful that God covered him and protected him, that God blessed him with another car and and just to see God move. Amen. We're not thankful that people get sick. I'm thankful that God's my healer. Amen. That's what we're thankful for. So you've got to learn how to thank God in everything. You know, I'm not thankful that there's wars and rumors of wars. I'm not thankful that there's pestilence and stuff, but I'm thankful that Jesus is coming. Because it says, you know, hey, this is this is what's lining up with the end. This is what's going to happen in the end. So it's coming. So we need to be ready. So I'm thankful. I know that Jesus is coming. Now we may go through things, but Jesus is coming. Some things may happen to you, but Jesus is coming. Amen. He is coming. And we need to be into that position, that when that trumpet sounds, that we're ready to go. That we just... I mean, wouldn't it be great if it was a Sunday morning and it was all on camera and we're filming it and just. That would be be so radical. Except for the ones that are here going, where did they go? Oh, you laugh. But Paul's letter to the Philippians is don't worry, but pray. Pray, pray, pray. And remember, we're taking the lead from from Peter on how to deal with what's going on in our society today. That's what we're about. Matthew 24, 14 says, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. So, there it is, what we're, we're to be doing and what we're not to be doing. Don't worry, don't worry. I got one amen. Don't worry. Number two, pray. Pray, 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 pray. Amen. Number three, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Amen. And then, and then number four, tell others about Jesus so that they may know him. Amen. And and then and then again, don't worry. And then pray. And then pray in the spirit. You know, it's just like It's just like a continual motion that just keeps going, that we're to keep doing. We're not to back off. We're not to say, I'm gonna take a vacation from sharing Jesus. No, you know, I had a bad day. I don't want to tell anybody, but no. Given it shall be given unto you. Amen. Get up, get up. Don't worry. Pray. Pray in the spirit. Tell somebody about Jesus. Don't worry. Pray. Pray in the spirit. Get up and tell somebody about Jesus. Just let it be a constant motion in your life that you're constantly fulfilling the plan that God has for us. It's that cycle that runs because remember, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power. Power to what? What do you receive power for? to be a witness, to open your mouth and tell somebody about Jesus. You receive that power. It's in you. You don't have to think, well, oh, I don't know what to say. You open your mouth and he will fill it. Amen. He will fill it. He'll give it to you. I, I've been in situations where I thought, oh man, you know, I went into a meeting in just a meeting with um, the superintendent of the Assemblies of God of Peru. Just wanted to meet him, have a cup of coffee with him. He had a meeting at nine. He said, "Come about eight forty-five. I'll meet with you." So we just stood in the corner, and talked, and we met. And and um, he he told me, he says, "I want you to come to Peru, but I don't want you to just go to Lima. I want you to to go out, you know, in the in our country." I said, "Okay." And he says, "Okay, I'm going to give you an hour and a half." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, I'm going to go up and pray, and I want you to speak for an hour and then pray for." all the pastors, so I'll give you a half hour to pray for everybody. I'm like, when are we gonna do this? He says, right now. I'm like, really? <laughs> and, and I just happened to bring my Bible with me, you know, that day for that meeting, and I happened to wear a suit to this meeting. So boom, boom, there it was, and, and the Holy Spirit filled my mouth. And every, you know, it's amazing when you're ministering to pastors and every, every one of them just runs to the altar for the altar call, you know, to be filled with the power of God. And that's what it was like that day. But I had gotten a word of knowledge. I said, if you have a problem with your right knee, come to the front. About 75 pastors came to the front, a problem with their right knee. This is what the Lord told me. He said, your right side is your authority side. It's your power side. And the reason why you have a, a problem with your right knee is that somebody's trying to undermine your authority in your ministry. And as a sign that it's gonna stop, God's gonna take the pain out of your knee. Man, we had a Holy Ghost meeting after that. It was so powerful, it was so fun. But God will give you the words to say. You know, he might tell you, hey, talk to that person. And you might not know what to say. And you just, hey, how you doing? I'm Ron, man, what's going on, bro? How are you right. doing today? Nice. Amen, amen, you are. And, and just start in and talk to him and let's see where God takes it. And God will show you things. He'll show you things and you'll just be like, man, and you'll walk away blown away. I'm telling you, if you just prepare yourself for that, to go out and to do that, I put here in big letters, speak. Don't be afraid to speak. Don't be afraid to speak. Amen. <laughs> you gotta open it up. But let's take a look at Judas in his little world that he was in. G- Judas was on the God team. Judas was on the God team. He was part of the team. He was one of the 12 disciples. He was on the end. He wasn't on the outside looking in. He was on the end. He was in there but he had a hook in him. You know, like I, said, I love the fish. and you know, when you get that fish, and you know what makes me so mad is when I hook a fish and he spits my hook out. That drives me nuts, man. But I believe that's what God wants us to do, spit the hook out. See, Judas had a hook in him. We're not quite sure what the hook is. I, I think it could have been money. You know, greed, spirit of greed that was on him. But a hook is something the enemy sows in you so that he can pull on it and lead you astray from the purpose of God. That's what happened to Judas. He had that hook of money. He was the treasure. He managed the money. One time a lady opens a bottle of nice perfume and anoints Jesus with it. And he gets upset. He says, hey, we could have sold that money and given it to the poor, you know? And Jesus says, listen, the poor are always gonna be with you, but I won't. So Jesus, I mean, Judas, with that hook, he took 30 pieces of silver to betray Jesus and to turn him over to the priest guards. You know, and then when he found out that Jesus was condemned to death, he took the silver back to the priest and repented to them for doing it and just threw it at him. But they didn't care. They just scoffed at him and said, who cares, buddy? Um, he then went. And as we, we read, he hung himself actually. And he fell down. And when he hit the rocks, his guts burst open. And, and it says that he, he had bought a field, but in You know, he'd given that money back. So the priest did not put the money back in because it was blood money. So they paid for that field with the money they gave Judas. And that was used to bury foreigners in. Now scripture has the answers that we need. Judas, he was one of the 12. He was given the power of the Lord to lay hands on the sick to cast out demons, amen? He did this, he did miracles. He's part of the team. He sinned. And he committed demons. But he had a hook. And the enemy used that hook to get him, to take him out of the game. So the question I have for you, do you have any hooks? Do you have things from your past that the enemy can activate in you to get you off track from what you were created to do by Jesus? Is there hooks in you that will pull you off track? You know, they elected another apostle, Matthias, but many people think that the the Lord's choice was um, Paul. Now Paul was the Lord's choice for another, but they, they, they knew what the scripture said, you gotta elect another. Another shall take his place. When I, when I read that, I, I, I just thought we're replaceable. If we're not gonna do what God called us to do, we're replaceable. You know, Reinhard Bonnke, great world evangelist, <clears throat> used to hold huge, huge crusades. I mean, he was powerful. Miracles would happen, you know, and and the miracles, I mean, when you got a million people in a meeting and miracles happen, it's not because you laid hands on them. It's because God laid hands on them, amen. And God just touched them. But Reinhard Bonnke, they asked him, they said, you know, How did you get to do all this? And he said, I don't think I was God's first choice. He says, I think he chose somebody else, but that person wouldn't do it. And so God asked me and I just happened to say yes. I'm like, wow. How many times have we said no? Because it just seemed too too extreme for us, too much for us. Or maybe that hook was pulling us another direction so that we don't get into what God is saying to us. Are you God's first choice for something? Will you complete the journey the Lord has in you or is there a hook pulling you away? We see that Matthias, he said, yes, I'll be that guy. I'll be that 12th guy. But you know what's crazy? Is I never hear of Matthias anymore. He didn't write a book. You just don't hear about him anymore. As I said, many people think it was Paul that God chose. But either way, they both had to say yes to the Lord. They both had to respond to the Lord. So today, out of today, what is God asking you? don't worry. Number one, don't worry. Number two, pray. Number three, pray in the spirit. Number four, tell others about Jesus so they may know him. Number one, don't worry. Number two, pray. Number three. See, it's a constant motion. I always look at that wheel in Ezekiel, the wheel in the wheel at Ezekiel. How many remember, I don't see him much anymore, but spinners, you know, the people would pull up, you know, and the wheels stopped and the inside's just still spinning and everything. I, I think of it like that. This is a perpetual motion that even though we, we stop, there, we're still going forward. We're still, we're still not worrying. We're still praying. We're still praying in the spirit. We're still telling people about Jesus that we don't stop. We don't ever stop. It's part of who we are. It's our makeup of who we are today that we're gonna not worry. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray in the spirit. We're gonna tell other people about Jesus. That's the motion that needs to be in us, Amen. How many of you say yes to that today? Yes. yes. I'm willing to help anybody that wants to learn how to tell people about Jesus. You want to learn how to tell people about Jesus? Follow and Priscilla around. She tells everybody about Jesus. She goes to the post office, the bank, the gas station, grocery store. She'll find somebody. And you know what she said? Um, I think it was Wednesday night. She said, the key is just asking the Lord to put you in that place. To tell somebody. The key is just asking the Lord. But we're willing to help you if you wanna learn. I wanna tell people about Jesus. Okay, let's let's write it out. Write your stuff out. Write your testimony out. Write down what God has done in in you and then tell somebody. Tell somebody what he's done in you. I'm willing to go all in with Jesus with what he has, amen? So that we can, I can fulfill. I wanna fulfill what I was created for. So that, remember, the end comes when everyone's heard. As I was reading that um, email from Perry Stone, was talking about their television ministry has seen many people in the Ukraine get saved. I love when we're doing meetings and there's people on from Pakistan or Uganda or South America or somebody's watching from China. I love the, to see that because we're reaching, far reaching, amen? And that's what God is calling to us to do. He's calling us to go out. Don't worry. Number one, don't worry about what you're gonna say. Just be willing to say it. Say something, right? Is he just, tell him something that God's doing in your life. What are they gonna do, beat you up? How many of you are afraid of getting beat up? Not one single person hallelujah (laughs) so it's not a fear of getting beat up how many of you are afraid you might say the wrong thing you can't if you tell them this Jesus died for me and I gave him my life he put his love in me and I want to share Jesus with you can't go wrong. It's very simple. You could tell your waiter when you go to lunch today, can we pray for you about something? It's not very often that they say no. They'll, everybody needs prayer, but there are a few that'll say, oh, no, thank you, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, really? You're a waitress, come on, no. <laughs> We gotta be able to open your mouth though. And I believe that God wants to take that fear out of us. I believe that he wants to instill such boldness in us. I mean, it's great when you put stuff on Facebook and you, you put things out there, but we put a lot of things on Facebook and we put a lot of things out there. <laughs> I read something the other day, the guy says, He goes, I didn't get a lot of response from the stuff I was putting on Facebook, so I decided that I was gonna go out and the stuff I put on Facebook, I was gonna tell people. So he went out and told them, hey, listen, I had steak and and, um, potatoes and some vegetables last night for dinner. I went fishing on Friday and I caught a starfish. And he goes, you know, I still didn't get a lot of response from people," (laughs) he says. "Except now I have a police officer following me, a psychiatrist calling me, and (laughs) sometimes we got to get personal. We got to go face to face, and we got to talk to them. That's how they're gonna know." It's not difficult to, to figure out what to say. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Red and yellow, black and white. I know I skipped some words. Red and yellow, black and white. We're all precious in his sight. But Jesus loves you today. Amen. Jesus loves you. Now if you're willing. If you're willing to do this. I'd like you to stand to your feet today. And I'd like you to come to the altar today so that I can pray over you today as a group. If you're willing to not worry, to pray, to pray in the spirit, to go and to tell somebody, just come on down to the altar. You can social distance. There's a lot of room, I don't care. We're willing, we're willing Praise God. Praise you, Father. Father, we are willing. Come on, come a little closer. Come on, come closer. I like that, Mindy, that you jumped out of the box to get down here. Amen. Amen. Father, here we are, standing before you believing god for a move of your spirit on each one of us father that lord that you would put such boldness inside of each one of us god father god that we not lose what you want to do in us and through us father that lord that today you'd stir our hearts god with a passion for who you are, Lord, that we'd be so passionate about you that we'd be willing to open our mouths and to share the love of God. We'd not hold back any longer, Lord. We'd be willing to pray, willing to pray in the spirit. So Lord, I ask that you just fill each one of us today, God. Fill each one of us today. Father, that our willingness You could use Father God in a powerful way. Move through each one of us today, God, yeah. Hallelujah. Move through each one of us. Lord, that that holy boldness rise up in us, God. That we not be worried about what the enemy's doing right now. We not be worried about, Lord, how the enemy's doing this or that. But Lord, we'd look to you, the author, the finisher of our faith, believing god yeah for a mighty move of your spirit father god upon us lord let it flow today in our hearts and our minds lord let it just whistle in our hearts god yeah i just see it like just whistling out of you just speeding out of you like a breath of wind coming out of you yeah let it flow god let it flow in the name of jesus lord that holy boldness that holy boldness holy boldness God yeah Lord, that we not just type these words the Lord we speak these words in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let it flow God let it flow let it flow let it flow let it flow God yeah let it flow God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus yeah rivers flow, God. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. A river. In the name of Jesus, a river. A river, God. Hey, let it flow, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just fill us all today, God. Yeah. And we would have that boldness, God. Hey, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Father, let it flow, God. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let it just flow in us, God. Let it flow. Yeah, let it flow, God. Let it flow, Father, in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, just let it flow, God. Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus. Let it flow, Father, in the name of Jesus. Let it flow, God, in the Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God. Everybody say this after me. Jesus. Jesus. Fill me today. <laughs> fill me today. <laughs> Let it flow in me. That I be empowered empowered. with the Holy Spirit Spirit. to be bold, bold. to be a witness, witness. to not worry, to To pray, Pray. to pray in the Spirit, Spirit. to tell someone, someone. fill me today, Lord, In in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen, amen, praise God.